Hello and welcome back to Practicing Human, the podcast where every day we're getting a little better at life. I'm your host, Corey Mascara, and in today's episode, we're going to talk about why you might not be able to focus. More to come on that in a moment. First, let's settle in together with the sound of the bells. Okay, so focus is a big topic for many people. A lot of us are looking for more focus, more concentration, and that tends to get woven into just the the desire to be more present in our life. And a lot of the times when we think about developing more focus, we tend to think of it as a, a muscle that needs to be exercised. We're training ourselves to come back to the present moment, come back to the task at hand, and there's something about that that is certainly true. We, we can think of that as a bicep curl for the brain, and we get better at monitoring when the mind wanders off, when it's drifted from the thing that we're trying to focus on, better at bringing it back, and better at sustaining attention there. All of that can certainly be developed, especially in regions of the prefrontal cortex. We see that neuroplasticity happen with something like a meditation practice. However, there are some other reasons why that might be a difficult process for you, or you may find yourself at certain times in your life, periods of time, where it's just like, you know, I can't be present, I, I can't focus, I'm trying to focus, I'm doing everything everyone's saying, but I just don't have the ability to. And one of the reasons that could be is because of what you're going through in your life. If there has been something traumatic, something painful, something uncomfortable, or if you're within an ecosystem, the community around you, the global community around you, that makes it hard for you you to be you in the world and to feel safe in the world. There's going to be a lot of different triggers you're experiencing, and it's going to be keeping your body in a fight, flight, or freeze reactivity, which is essentially a survival mechanism, where when that is activated, The only thing the brain is concerned about is getting out of the moment, getting out of the experience, protecting you, saving you, keeping you safe. And so the idea of having calm focus or sustaining attention in a conversation or being able to focus on your breath in a meditation, that is the last thing the brain is concerned about. And this can sometimes get overlooked, the role of the world around us and what we're going through, the particular events that we might be experiencing in, uh, in our consideration of how to develop focus. We can quickly jump to, oh, I just need to pay attention better. I just need to really, uh, really get better at bringing my attention back to the moment. And I just want to offer some caution around that because that can actually add more agitation to the system, more forcefulness to the system when what might really be necessary is more space to feel and process or even take a break from whatever it is that you're going through. And sometimes that can be more complicated, especially if the sense of unsafety or activation in your nervous system is coming from systemic reasons, whether in a 
a family setting, let's say, that's toxic, or a community setting that is toxic. These are things that we might not easily be able to extricate ourselves from, but will continue to have an impact us, and it's worthy of, at the very least, acknowledging that so that we're not perceiving that there's something wrong with me. I think of many of my meditation teacher colleagues of color who talked about going on meditation retreats for years where they were one of a handful of people of color within uh, a room of 100 people and just white teachers and going through the practices, really trying to be present and focus and uh, you know, going deep into the practice as well and having a lot of great friendships within those communities. But then it wasn't until like the late 90s, early 2000s, when there were retreats launched specifically for people of color to create a community that felt safer, that my friends acknowledged for the first time that something in their nervous system was able to relax. They were able to drop into much deeper layers of presence and openness and ease. And that always stood out to me because it wasn't an experience I could identify with, at least in in my body as a cis straight white man. And it's not to say that those earlier retreats were inherently or explicitly toxic, but we live in a world where identity means something. The color of your skin has an impact on your lived experience. Your gender has an impact on your lived experience. Your sexual orientation It's an impact on your lived experience. And all of this can create subtle or more extreme senses of not being safe, a nervous system activation. This can also happen outside of identity, of course, within families, if if you don't feel safe within your relationship, your family system, or even what's going on in your world or the environment around you. The main point of this episode is to highlight that there are a lot of variables that go into our capacity to really be attuned and present and focused. And just because maybe you've tried to focus but have had a hard time doesn't necessarily mean that you're doing something wrong. There may be something within the larger system that you're a part of that is keeping the nervous system in this activated fight, flight, or freeze state where it's just really hard to settle in. And if that resonates, at the very least, I I hope this provides some space for you to hold space for your own experience and not beat yourself up for maybe not being able to focus and to also look at what might some of those external variables be impacting your experience and is that something you can work to change or to, at the very least, have places within the day where you do feel safe, where you can restore yourself, where you can feel a sense of connection with others, a sense of love. And when you do go into those places, notice what happens in your mind and your body. Notice what happens to your quality of presence. Notice what happens to your capacity to focus. None of this is to say that we can't develop and pull on our inner strength during difficult times. It's just to acknowledge that we're social creatures. We're not isolated heads walking around. We're we're part of a bigger system. And in addition to the inner journey and the inner work that we're cultivating, we have to recognize that that too is connected to the outer system, the environment in which we inhabit. 
and both are important for our understanding of how to live well, how to find fulfillment, and how to create well-being and fulfillment for others. Hope this gives you something to think about on your journey. Thank you for your practice, and I'll talk to you soon. Until next time, take care.